So we have these superstitions and maybe they're a little odd and some words that we do not use on shift or things that we do or do not do on shift. And maybe it's because this job is so dynamic and there's no control over what happens on shift and there's no control over what calls you get, but these little things that we can't control, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm completely out of left field, but overall there's these superstitions that when you do them or you don't do them, you feel like you're testing the EMS gods and you make yourself vulnerable to whatever elements that they see fit to thrust upon you and hint nine times out of 10, if you're testing the EMS gods, you're going to get whatever they thrust upon you. Maybe you're not superstitious. Maybe you feel like things are just out of the control of the element of this job and things just happen the way they do. Personally, I do believe in the superstitions. But in general, in EMS and in healthcare in general, mostly everyone has that thing. They have that word like I'm talking about. And Sometimes it's based on past experience that it's favorable to the outcome of a call or a shift or doing the thing or saying the word is a less favorable outcome. So I've kind of gathered a couple that I feel like everybody can share and a couple that I specifically have. And I kind of want to get a general output of like, what do you do or what do you not do? What do you say? What do you not say on shift? I think they're fun. I also, I think it's a universal thing that everyone can relate to. The first one, the most blatant one, there are two words we do not use on shift. It is the Q word and the S word. These are not foul language words. They're just words that once you use them, it is like a cloud from the sky unleashes all of the torrential rain of terrible things that can happen or it's like everyone decides to call 911 at the same time somehow everybody like syncs up i don't know what it is those two words that's the most obvious one i know somebody that says i hope you have a what relaxing uneventful shift that's full of naps and netflix time And that is hateful in five different languages. I think that is horrendous. And I wish bad things upon that person. And I'm not sorry. This one's not necessarily a superstition, but I do believe that there are haunted like stations and there are haunted ambulances. For instance, one time there was a not so desirable outcome of a patient and an ambulance that I was working in, it happens, no big deal. But later on that shift, we were driving back to, I think the hospital or the station, something. And it's like the truck kind of stalled for a second and the lights flickered in the back. And again, I'm not big into the superstitions, but I do believe in them. I may or may not have burned sage in the back of the ambulance after that call, just because it just felt like that patient was back. Um, I've heard stories of people taking pictures like from the cab of the ambulance and they see like shadows in the back. Again, I'm not pushing beliefs on anybody. I'm not pushing the supernatural on anybody. I just believe in some things. That's one of them. Some people have certain socks that they wear. 
I myself am one of them. I have very specific socks that they're, they have like eggs on them. And there's one that has like pizza toppings that when I get to the bottom of the sock drawer and I have to wear them, I know it's going to be a shift that either we're slammed or it's critical calls the whole shift. One time I tested that out just to see like, there's no way it's real. There's no way. It was very real. It was a full day of very critical calls, the entire shift. Another one, and this is me being a little harsh, but blatantly honest. If you say a frequent flyer's name, they will appear on the shift. Nine times out of 10, it's at the end. It's your last call. And I'm not against our frequent flyers. Whoever calls 911 deserves the same amount of respect and service. However, comma, it's like the boogeyman. Like you say their name and then they just appear. I don't know how they do it. They they know. They just know. Some people have different type of what's called clouds. So you have your black clouds. You have your white clouds. Black clouds get a lot of the critical calls. They get those calls that just... You hear about maybe once in your lifetime in EMS, and they always get those, or they're always sometimes horrendous. And then, like me, you have your white clouds who get the basic type of calls every now and then you get something good, or you go on like one shift is full of critical calls after like three shifts of just nothing, quote unquote, good. However, Two white clouds can cancel each other out and create a torrential black cloud. In my personal experience, I worked with a new partner at one point and we're doing inventory in the back. And I looked at her and I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm a white cloud. And she's like, oh my gosh, me too. Like, man, I hope we still get good calls and we have, you know, a good experience. For a month straight, Every shift either, and I'm not trying to sound, I'm not trying to sound morbid. Someone either died on us or we had a code for a month straight. I got a lot of experience, but man, did it hurt? Another superstition is saying something along the lines of like, man, we haven't had a blank type of call or from what I've learned, I'll look at my partner and be like, you know, I haven't done blank procedure in a minute. Usually you get that type of call or you end up having to do that thing. And in my experience, hopefully you looked it up or you refreshed how to do it because otherwise it's a little embarrassing. Another one, and I feel like you're kind of on your own on this one, but like if you don't do your inventory, you're probably going to need that specific thing on that one call, such as like the oxygen on the breathing patient or Narcan on the overdose or four by fours when you're trying to start an IV or even you go to get an IV set up and you get a flush and you have no more flushes. That's the only one. I hate to tell you, you're probably on your own on that one. Been in those shoes. And it hurts. Another one is, for me, it's when a patient says, don't let me die. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the past experience of like, when they say that, they die. You do every 
thing you can not to let it happen, but sometimes it happens. But whenever a patient says that, it strikes this fear in the bottom of my stomach. And recently, it was a pretty stable patient, but they looked up at me and they were like, please don't let me die. I grabbed a firefighter and I looked at them. I said, please ride with me. It's not that I didn't think I could do my job. It's not that I was scared for the outcome of this patient. It's that phrase. It is something about that phrase. Maybe it's like the totality of them saying it or like that pressure it puts on you. But anytime a patient looks at me and says, don't let me die, I start freaking out too. And I'm like, we're going to do everything we can for you. And like, I'm sweating the back of my neck hair stand up. Maybe that's just me. Another one that I know everyone can relate to, a full moon. It's like everybody just loses their mind. It's like all of the psych patients come out from the backwoods, the ones you haven't seen in months, the ones that you see all the time, new ones, old ones, whatever it is, they just come out of nowhere. And I'm going to take it up a notch. A Friday the 13th with a full moon. Recently had that um, in May, Friday the 13th, full moon. We had a double overdose and it was at the end of the shift. So not only did it hurt because it's like, oh my God, it was at the end of the shift. Painful. I fully believe in the power of a full moon. And if it's Friday the 13th, as one of my partners would say, buckle up, boys, get ready. Another one that I hold dear to my heart, don't take your boots off during shift. If you have a 24-hour shift, a 48, whatever system you work in, it gets a little difficult, but nine times out of 10, when you take your boots off, that is when the tones drop. That is when someone's going to call 911. I don't know. Again, I don't know how people know, but it's like people know. It's like they get this sixth sense and that's when they call out of you. I've gone a whole shift for like 10 hours straight of just post moves. Um, one time we sat at the station for six hours straight, nothing. So I took my boots off. I unzipped one boot and that's when we got a call. And I'm 99% sure it was a cardiac arrest. I don't know why, I don't know how, but it works. For whatever reason, the EMS gods, they hear that zipper and they're like, oh, you're relaxing? Now is the time. Someone told me one time that they don't make their bed to the end of the shift, just because if you make your bed at the beginning of shift, like you'll never see it again. I've worked in a system where it's a 24-hour shift and If you go to your shift thinking that, man, I really need to get some sleep tonight, go ahead, stock up on the Red Bull, stock up on the energy drinks. You're not going to see your bed. You're not going to get an ounce of sleep. The idea of sleep will be non-existent. Something about trying to obtain rest when you want it, non-existent. Another thing is trying to do anything else during your shift. If you bring homework, if you have a side job and you bring some paperwork or something like that, I've seen somebody do that. If you bring, I've seen somebody try to crochet during shift. If you bring something else to occupy your time, you will not have time for it. Again, 
I don't know how the EMS gods work. I don't know how the first responder superpowers that be mitigate their necessity for call volume and slash or critical calls, but they know. I promise you they know. Again, not trying to push my beliefs on nobody, but superstitions, they're real. Another one that I know is a proven fact, when you try to get food or you're in the middle of ordering food, you just paid for it, you're waiting for it, you're in, you're next in line. That's when you get the call. Most times I don't even bother to think about getting food on shift just because I know. Again, it's that thing. The EMS gods just know. This one's not necessarily a superstition, but it's that moment whenever you're calling report on your completely stable patient and you decide to recycle the blood pressure just one more time. You're in the middle of report and you get that blood pressure cycle back and it's tr- it's trash over trash. I always have to like pause and be like, um, things are changing very quickly. I'm very sorry. I have to go. We're doing things now. Again, not a superstition, but anytime I'm about to like recycle the blood pressure during a report, I wait till I hang up and then recycle it just in case. Or you you call ahead and you're like, oh, the patient's stable. I personally may or may not say this is a triage alert. And something happens to the patient where like they just become unstable all at once. Or they look at you and they're like, hey, uh, suddenly my chest hurts. And then you look at the monitor and your heart drops. There's something about it. There is something about when you call report on your stable patient. But there's something that happens when you call report on a stable patient or even better, you're going to a call and the whole time you're griping and you're like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. This is going to be nothing. And then it's that patient that like you have to really think or you have to do a lot of things because all of a sudden it's not that fall. It's not a lift assist. It's a cardiac arrest out of nowhere. Like, whoa. Also, while I'm saying all of this, saying code or cardiac arrest during a shift will probably warrant one. And I know I have a shift tomorrow and I'm already dreading it because I've said it so many times. We're probably going to get one again, not pushing my superstitions on anybody. I just have learned a lot from doing a lot. Heed my advice. Don't do the thing. Please don't do the thing. And if you do it and you have the repercussions from it, you're on your own tried to warn you. On this next one, I'm not saying I go to a shift looking rough or not giving an effort into how I look, but anytime like I want to look a little extra nice or for me, it's like when I try to curl my hair before a shift, like recently, that's when it's either going to rain or we're going to sweat or recently the first call of a shift It was a trauma call. It was a motor vehicle crash. Not only was it raining, the rain stopped as soon as we got out of the truck. I did not have a rain jacket because I'm an idiot. And it was humid and it was raining. And we had to stand outside for like 10 minutes during the extrication. 
I was less than impressed. For me, it's when I curl my hair. I don't know what it is. And every time before a shift, when I decide to do it, that is when it's going to be that call or that weather. Again, don't know how it happens. It just does. It just does almost every single time. And like, I know somebody that gets dressed and ready the same way before every shift, because like they told me, if they don't, someone will die on the shift. I don't know how that correlates. I don't know how the EMS gods know. I don't know how the first responder superpowers that be know. But again, it's like they just know. Maybe that's just me. And the last one is not a superstition, but I'm useless before a shift, whether it's a night shift or a morning shift or my noon to midnight shift. If I don't have coffee before, I will be useless. Not a superstition. That one is a fact. So I know those are a couple of them and there's probably a plethora more. I just kind of want to throw some out that I've learned along the way and generate discussion because I would love to know what are your superstitions? What are those things you do or don't do? What are those things you do or don't say? I think they're fun. Again, they may not reign true. There may not be EMS gods. There may not be first responders, superpowers that exist. But I will be darned for anyone to tell me that it's not true because I fully believe in it. So as I end every episode, that's all I got. Go ahead, drop drop your comments, drop your suggestions, anything, anything that you want to add. And with that. The 22 at the Lips podcast is designed to support, not replace the relationship that exists between a practitioner and his or her medical director. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host, guest, and not necessarily of Master Medics. The information provided during this podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for your approved protocols.